your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today, the Avalanche continue their point streak. A 15-game point streak is continuing to roll along as the Avalanche defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-4 to four in Minnesota. And this is the start of a very long stretch of away games, like we were talking about earlier. Um, they, the Avs, a lot of April is on the road, so you want to start off on a good foot. And the Avs did that as far as the, the getting the win. Uh, but we will talk about this game. The things the Avs did right uh, was not a perfect game for Colorado. So we'll talk about the things that you know didn't really go their way. Maybe some things to tighten up. And we will also get to our three stars of last week, not named Nathan. Uh, so all of that and even Kyle Burrows making his presence felt in game one of his NHL career is awesome. First things first, follow the show, social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram, and send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. So yeah, the Avalanche uh, continue their point streak. In the end, they got a 5-4 to four win in Minnesota, and it just seems like things go differently on the road, where... The the Avs, maybe if they had this at home for whatever reason, they wouldn't have let Minnesota creep back into it. But uh, you have to give Minnesota credit. We talked about this on yesterday's episode, how Minnesota would come out running because of what the Avalanche did to them uh, not that long ago in really dismantling them over the course of the two-game series that they had between the two. And it wasn't even... It, it, it wasn't even a, an effort that it seemed like for on Minnesota's end. And they wanted to come out and the Aval- or excuse me, the wild are in a position where they are in striking distance of a number one seed. So they're not going to rest just being happy at number three. Uh, so being able to have that number one seed in sight coupled with what the avalanche did to you, uh, a few short weeks ago, uh, you knew they were going to come out gunning, and they they did to a sense. Um, I, I don't the Avalanche that first period. We'll get into that, but it, it was it was not very good. But but Minnesota could only muster one goal in that first period, and then and this is what's so different about this team because last year. The Avalanche, while they were good, they were a good team, it, the adjustments didn't seem to really come alive in last year's team, where this year it's if they have a bad period, they you, you have complete confidence in the team and in the coaching staff to make those adjustments and then have the team carry out those adjustments. And look what happened in that second period. 
what was it? 18, 18 seconds in an absolutely gorgeous pass from Sam Girard to Nathan McKinnon it, from deep in his own zone to almost the blue line entering their own zone, uh, the defense, you know, the Minnesota zone right on his stick. And Nathan McKinnon just got in front of everybody. And, and, you know, by then it's up to the Minnesota goalie and it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Who was that? Cam Talbot. Yeah. Cam Talbot played last night for him. Um, and then that set the tone for the second and, a minute later, Andre Burakovsky strikes again, and just like that, the Avalanche have the lead. And Minnesota has to be thinking, we, we didn't even, you know, we didn't that the fans didn't even get back into the seats yet from the intermission, and they're coming back to a two to one Avalanche lead. And that's what this team can do. You know, this team can score, and when they need to turn it on, they will turn it on. And Nathan McKinnon has been. It, People are saying like, oh, maybe it's taking a while to get going. He's had a great season. The the goal scoring hasn't really come alive until recently. But this is when you want it to come alive. And he's he's been on an absolute tear. And you know, he's the reason why the way he's playing lately is the reason why I do the three stars of last week, not name Nathan, because we could just give it to him every single week. And the way that he's been playing the past couple of weeks is exactly why I don't do that because it's too easy. Uh, he, he is in his own category. So uh, we will get to those three stars, not named Nathan, uh, later on. And he's not included in it, but he, he easily could be every single week because he's that good. Even when he's not scoring, he just diverts attention. And it's just great to watch. So Burkowski, uh put them up two to one. And then the Brandon Saad goal, which a lot of people are talking about, especially, well, Minnesota fans are talking about it because uh, Saad got a nice cross check on, I don't know who it was, but uh, right in front of the goal before he buried it home. But I said on Twitter, like for whatever reason, uh, you know, and I watch avalanche games more than any other team. Clearly seems like, they're not really calling that a lot this year. I don't, I mean, it, it is getting called. Uh, should that have been called? It seemed like a cross check to me, but works both ways. This is why I don't argue about refs all the time. Do refs make mistakes? Yeah. Uh, but all of the ones that we don't get, there's ones like that where you do get them. So it, it kind of one hand washes the other and that put them up three to one. And then JT Comfer, who I thought it was, uh, they, they must have changed that because I thought it was Kale McCarr who got it in, but I could be totally wrong on that. But um, yeah, I think Comfer tipped that one in. So he got his fifth. He's playing better. He's playing much better hockey since his healthy scratch a few weeks ago. Um, and then it got a little bit interesting. So we'll, we'll talk about what the avalanche kind of need to tighten up a little bit. But overall, this was another, it was a good performance by the avalanche. And when you're on the road, it's going to be a little bit tougher. But um, I, there were moments, again, where, where all four lines for the avalanche were just moving in unison. 
uh, it was like a a dance out there, and and they one one line would replace another and keep the puck in their zone, keep the puck in the offensive zone. All four lines, I thought overall did a very very good job. Uh, that's not to say that there's not some things that they can't work on, which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, stat wise, thirty six shots on goal for Colorado compared to twenty five for Minnesota. Avs won the faceoff percentage fifty three to forty seven. Uh, a few more hits in this game for Colorado. 14 hits were the last game against St. Louis. I think they had like six. They were, And that was a physical game coming from St. Louis. And I think the one thing a lot of people are going to be talking about, Kyle Burrows. Aside from the fight, he played a decent game. Let me see what his, uh, his time on ice was here tonight. It was very low, mainly because it was, yeah, it was only just over six minutes. But when he was out there, he was noticeable, and he was he was making plays, um, and he wasn't afraid to go. The, the Avalanche defenders engage a lot. They go down by the goal a lot. They go behind the goal a lot, and they're completely fine playing that style of hockey. And he did that. He jumped right in there. And then, you know, but what is everybody going to talk about uh, his throwdown with Nick Bustad? And he just unloaded some haymakers on him. And to be in your first NHL game ever and to not back down uh, from somebody and really, I mean, he, he got a number of right hooks in there. And I don't know if Bustad know, knew what hit him. And from what I understand, he went right off the ice after it was over. Um, so uh, congratulations to Kyle Burrell's not in the fight. I don't want to congratulate somebody for a fight, but for standing up for yourself and not being looked at the new guy who's going to get taken advantage of. <clears throat> so I thought he did okay for his six minutes plus. We'll see if this is anything that sustains for him. I don't know if this is just a one and done for him, but thought he played through some shots on net. Um, he just had one shot on goal, but he, he, there was a couple that, you know, missed wide, right, wide, left. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid to throw himself in there. So, um, that's the good stuff. So we'll take a quick break. We're here from rock auto and then talk about the not so good stuff, uh, which isn't awful, but you know, the way the abs have been playing, you want to button up some stuff, but First, we're going to hear from rockauto.com. It's the family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for all your auto and body parts supplies from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts and tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand's specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. All right, so while the Avs did 
a lot good, uh, including winning the game, which is obviously the most important. What are things that didn't really go the way of the avalanche? Well, first of all, you you did give up the first goal of the game, uh, which is going to happen from time to time. Uh, and you like to see the avalanche turn around and maybe get an equalizer as fast as possible. Sometimes that's not possible. And the equalizer came in the second period. Great. Now, and then the Avs just, this is what I love about this team is that they just keep the pressure on. They get four goals in the second and you're up four to one going into the third with the way Grubauer is playing with the way your defense is. You got to think, okay, maybe if you let one in, maybe a little bit late, if, if uh, Minnesota pulls the goalie, fine. Uh, but they got one early in the third, talking about Minnesota. Gabe Landeskog, who seems to do this, when the Avs give up a goal, he seems to be Johnny on the spot to get that goal back. And he did that. And then they got two more Minnesota did to get the final at five to four. But that the last goal they got was there was like there was still 30. Three thirty-four seconds left in the game. They had pulled the goalie. There was a penalty on Ryan Graves, which gave them a six on four, and they scored with 30, uh, 35 seconds left. All right. So now you're now you got to hold on to win, and you got to hold on for thirty-five seconds, which anything can happen, and you don't want to do that when you've been up in a game four to one. You don't want to have to turn around and then hold on for dear life. And luckily, the Avalanche got a a uh, power play with six or seven seconds left in the game. There was a uh, Bonino had a silly slashing penalty called on him. Silly, I say it was it was clear as day, and he's arguing it. Um, so that pretty much wrapped it up. So you really had to fight for twenty eight seconds, uh, but you don't want that. And, and I get that that stuff is going to happen, but you let Minnesota creep back into this game. And how did you do that? You were taking penalties and the, the avalanche gave Minnesota six power play chances in that game. And Minnesota has the worst power play unit in the league. And on the flip side of that, they have one of the best penalty kills in the league, so when you look at the Avalanche going one for three on the power play, that's pretty good. I mean, that's good. And when you're doing it against a really good penalty kill, it's good. It's even better. For the Avalanche penalty kill, you are going up against a horrible power play unit. But when you give them six to work with, you're going to let in, in this case, two. So... The Avalanche five on five were great. So when if you remove, I mean, you had all those penalty minutes that you gave to Minnesota, that if you remove those, if you remove even half of those, I don't think this game is even as close as it ended up to be. Because five on five, they can't hang with you. And even if you give them one or two power plays, they can't hang with you. But when you give them six, they can try different things. They can know they can see what's not working and then do something on the next one. And you're giving them all of those uh, penalty minutes to do something with it. And to the wild's credit, they, they did it. 
And the last two were, uh, their last two goals were power play goals. So the, the, you know, the first one to start the game, that was kind of a freakish play. Ryan Hartman got one. Um, and then Bustad got one and that was kind of freakish too. I mean, that, that second one kind of, he just threw it kind of in the crease and I think it hit, uh, it was Taves, Taves stick while he was tangled up with a defender who I almost positive was Matt Dumba, who was, I think just trying to get into a fight with Taves who wasn't going to do it, but he had him and he was, he had his stick and because of that, um, Taves couldn't get his stick down in time and clear it. It's just a fluke thing. And that's what happens in hockey. I'm not making excuses for him, but uh, the, the abs kind of let them creep back in the game. Having said that, you were still pretty confident, you know, that this team, like we said, how they had to turn it on in the second, you were pretty confident they would turn it on when they needed to uh, at the end of the game and clamp down. When you got a six on four in favor of Minnesota, you do the best you can. Um, and they were close. They were they were close to shutting that the the first power play down. They were close to shutting the second one down. But there there was just when you have a, a six on four and you keep it in the zone for as long as Minnesota did, the Avalanche were dog tired, and it Minnesota was pretty much moving that puck at will. And Fiala had a really, really nice wrister that was going to be tough. The, I don't remember who someone was blocking Grubauer. Uh, it, it was just a nice play. You have to give him credit for it. You have to give him credit for, for sticking out and fighting and coming back. But um, they just ran out of time. Minnesota just ran out of time and the Avalanche were up just enough. So, I mean, maybe it's like it's nitpicking and, you know, a win <clears throat> is a win. But the way the Avalanche have been playing, when you are up four to one, uh, you don't let that team come back, even though that team is fighting like hell because of what you did to them not that long ago. Uh, you, you really should have the mentality of, yeah, th- this is that was no fluke what we did to you, uh, the two games in Colorado. But on the flip side of it, when you look at Minnesota. They got down four to one and they fought back. So be interesting to see where this next game goes. Um, I think you're going to get more of the same avalanche are going to come out and play the way that they play because clearly that's working for them. Uh, Minnesota has got to come out with a little bit more and uh, I think they will. I think they're they're They were down a couple guys. So were the Colorado avalanche. Uh, but I think this next game is going to be a, a entertaining game. Lot, lot of pushing and shoving at the end of this one. The Burroughs fight was the fight. Uh, but when the clock struck zero in the third, lots got lots of extracurriculars going on. You almost know that's going to carry over into the next game. So uh, if you're the type that likes those physical style of games, you are probably in for a treat for this next one. So stay tuned. So, all right. Uh, one more bit of business to get to, and then we will get to our three stars from last week. Uh, but we're going to hear from Bet Online first. BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. So now we've been saying football is over, but now NCAA is over. But 
you have baseball, which has started up. Obviously, the NBA and our very own NHL are in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, television shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds, and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. It's free to sign up. You can do so over at their website or use your mobile device. And when you sign up, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so our three stars from last week, and obviously, <coughs> excuse me, not named Nathan McKinnon. Um, it was pretty, I don't want to say cut and dry for, for this week. There was, I mean, the Avalanche scored so many points. <laughs> it was tough to uh, figure out who to give it to. And I know I don't always just go off of points, uh, but I thought, you know, because the avalanche were just so dominant um how can you not look at what they've done in the point department so for my third star for this week it's oddly enough i don't think i've given it to this person that many times this year um and i think that's a little bit of both a little bit of you know me going off the grid when i give hand out these awards and maybe just not working out where he's been on it, but it's Kale McCarr. Um, it started, so these games go back from the one Anaheim game. I just want to make sure I'm not, yeah, the one Anaheim game to the one Arizona game to the uh, two St. Louis games. So we're going off of four games here. So in that Anaheim game, he had three assists. He didn't have any points in that Arizona game, which is pretty amazing because that's the that's the game the Avalanche scored nine goals, and Kale McCarr was not on the point sheet, which again shows. And, and they did this when you know Nathan McKinnon wasn't on the point sheet and they scored a bunch of uh, goals. Just shows how deep this team is. Uh, the the first game against Minnesota, he had an assist. The second game, or excuse me, the first game against St. Louis, he had an assist. The second game against St. Louis, he had a goal. So. Uh, four assists and a goal for him. And even what did he ha- He had some, you know, this doesn't count for uh, what I'm doing right now, but he had a goal. No, where did he have? just the assist tonight. Yeah, he had one assist. And then just on top of that, he just changes the dynamic of a game. It's he exits zones better than anybody I've really ever seen. And he's as young as he is, and that is the strength of his game. And he, man, he he knows how to turn defense into offense insanely fast. It, we say it all the time: how you know when you're, you if, you if you were not a a hockey fan and you turned on an Avalanche game, Nathan McKinnon would jump off the screen. Nathan McKinnon does the same thing, or uh, Kel McCarr does the same thing. So it's. Um, He's just a joy to watch. I'm glad he's on on our team. <clears throat> so he gets my third star of the game. The second star of the game goes to the captain. Gabe Landeskog has been incredible lately. If you just look at his game log, if you want to go to their website, the Colorado Avalanche website, go to their go to Gabe Landeskog and just there's a link that says game logs. It just brings up all the games for the season. He fills stat sheets and he like, you know, he, 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 for these games that we're doing uh, for last week, 
Uh, Anaheim, he had a goal. Arizona, two goals and assists. Uh, game one against St. Louis, two assists. Game two against St. Louis, one assist. Um, he's been he not no one person is carrying this team, but um, he has been a reliable, reliable figure for the Avalanche, doing so much. Uh, what's his overall for this year? Fourteen goals, twenty-two assists, and you know to think he got off to a little bit of a slow start to the season. Um, there was one point there at the beginning of February. He had, a, he had five games in a row where he didn't score at all. But since then, uh, he hasn't gone more than one game. No, he hasn't gone more than one game without scoring a point. He's been awesome. He, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who we, at the end of the season, when we hand out awards for our team, uh, it's been changing so much on who you would give the most valuable player to for the Avalanche. Uh, you know, and you would give it to Kale McCarr in the beginning, and then maybe Sam, and then Miko Rantanen, and now maybe Gabe Landeskog. It's it, there's so many guys on this team that do so many things, and he's been, uh, he's been, and so and doing it kind of under the radar. I feel everybody looks at McKinnon, everybody looks at McCarr, everybody looks at Rantanen, and Gabe Landeskog is over here just doing his thing. Uh, and he's doing it well. So uh, he gets my second star of the week. And the first star goes to the guy who got the first hat trick of this season for the Avalanche. And clearly that's Jonas Donskoy. Um, for Donskoy against Anaheim, one assist. And then the game against Arizona, three goals and one assist. And then follow that up with nothing in each of the St. Louis games. But, um, you know, you, you look at how he's been playing lately and some switch has flipped in him. Uh, you know, maybe he's not always going to have games like that. And he's not always going to have games where he's scoring multiple goals. He might get a multiple assist game here or there, but, uh, he, he's getting the opportunity. Uh, he's getting really good looks his stick handling has just come out of nowhere. I didn't know he could handle a puck that well. Uh, and they're, they're giving, they're rewarding him by putting him on the top unit for the power play. And he's been on there for a while now. And I think that's deserved. I think that's very well deserved. And, and he's the confidence in him. has gone through the roof. It's, it's off the charts. So again, that's a guy you guys like him, you want getting going right now. They got one more month in the season and then carry that over in the playoffs. So uh, for the sheer fact that he was the first guy to get the first hat trick of the season for the Avalanche and doing it in style, uh, just over seven minutes of game time, just over three minutes between goals. Uh, it's it, it, that, that, <laughs> that first, I mean, seven minutes of that game against Arizona, what it just kept going and you're just like what is going on here and he was the beneficiary of it all so there you have it Cal McCarr number three Gabe Landeskog number two and Jonas Donskoy number one let me know what yours are on uh, Twitter or send me an email lockdownavalanche at gmail.com and that will do it for us today avalanche keep rolling
they are are looking better than they have in a long time. And I don't mean just this season. I mean in years. Uh, and they've looked pretty good at times in the past, but this is this is a special team doing special stuff. So hopefully they can continue it. Um, that's going to be it. Don't forget for Wednesday's show, I will have on the host of Locked On Boston College and Locked On Golden Gophers. And we will discuss Sampo Ranta and Alex Newhook. So get some first-hand perspective on uh, those two guys and uh, how, how they've been viewed by the host of those two shows. So uh, that will be for Wednesday. Uh, but we will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in today and each and every day. It's always appreciated. Have a good one. Stay safe. Here's Joey. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.